Robert De Niro is a bounty hunter. Can your mother ever teach you how to talk nice to people and not shoot at them? Charles Grodin is an accountant who embezzled $15 million from the mob. It is truly in your best interest to just relax. I'm totally relaxed. I want this guy taken out, and I want him taken out fast. The mob wants him dead. The FBI want him alive. I'm going to bring him into federal court. Do I make myself understand? These sunglasses, they're really nice. Are they government issued, or do all you guys go like to the same store to get them? Hey everybody, it's the Cannon Cruisers. I'm JD. And I'm Randy. And we're here to talk about a new movie. This one, it's Cannonball Run. But <laughs> it's Midnight Run from 1988, starring Charles Grodin. Oh, and Robert De Niro. Yeah, and a little known actor known as Robert De Niro. <laughs> Yes, this is an action comedy, kind of a buddy cop thing, from the director of Beverly Hills Cop, of all people. Yes, and in a fun connection to our previous episode of Toy Soldiers, mm -hmm. the director of Toy Soldiers also worked with this director as he wrote Beverly Hills Cop. Yes, it's his 30-year anniversary of this movie as well, so it's a, it's a kind of a little bit of an event, a little bit of an event. Yep. So, Randy, what would you describe the plot as being? Planes, trains, and automobiles with bounty hunters and mob, mob bosses. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So the basic premise of the film is mm -hmm. um, Robert De Niro playing... Jack Walsh. Jack Walsh uh, has to travel cross-country to uh, capture on the run former mob accountants... Uh, the Duke Mardukas, Jonathan mm -hmm. the Duke Mardukas, played by Charles Grodin, mm -hmm. and bring him back before midnight yep. on a Friday in order to, uh, so that the Bales Bond place doesn't go under. And after mishap after mishap, he ends up all over the place trying to bring the guy in. Yep, with the FBI on their tail, and the mob, and, and a bounty hunter, and it's like, it's a it's a good plot. It's packed, it's and, action -packed. And it is planes, trains, and automobiles, but with a mob, mobster and a bounty hunter. Yeah, there's quite a bit of a cast in this one, though, isn't there, Randy? Yeah, this is probably going to be one of the most uh, extravagant casts, I guess I would say, that that we've seen in a movie so far in our little run of uh, the Cannon Cruisers and such. Mm -hmm. So, as we said, we have Robert De Niro, Charles Grodin, Dennis Farina as Jimmy Serrano, the big mob boss, Joe Pantaleano as Eddie Moscone, the uh, Bales Bonds, as well as eh, not that many other biggie names, but they're all faces that you recognize mm -hmm. when you saw them because they've been in a lot of movies yep. and a lot of television shows. Especially around the 1980s. It was a pretty packed decade, yes. and this was one of the many uh, action comedies from the 80s, and it, it's un unmistakable. It's unmistakably 80s. So, Randy, with all that out of the way, what were your impressions of the film? I liked it. He liked it. I bet you didn't see that one coming. What did you like about it, Randy? What was your... Uh... Well, even though it has that sort of tried and true plot, like it's a road movie overall, it's, mm -hmm. there's such a great performance, like such great chemistry between the two uh, principal actors. Mm -hmm. And everything just works. It's a funny movie. Yeah, it is. And they're both straight men. None, none of the, neither of them are uh, the goofy one, sidekick. It's just they're both straight men playing off of each other. Yeah, the, uh, the goofiest characters are actually a um, mob character and a uh, bounty hunter, basically. Yeah, and a bounty hunter. Wow. Like I said, mm -hmm. there's so many things to like about this movie. It's very So what enjoyable. did you think of the movie? Just, on, uh, just uh, your hot take after seeing this movie. It was very enjoyable, very fast-paced, even for a two-hour movie. It didn't two, really hours two hours and six minutes. Mm -hmm. And they w ended up going... Pretty much all over uh, the country, it was quite a, it was quite a trek, and even at the end, it came to a bit of a conclusion I wasn't quite expecting for a movie like this. Yes, it, had, it was a conclusion. <laughs> it was an ending with heart. Yes, it was, it, uh, and uh, characters, even completed character arcs for an uh, action comedy. 
That's that's good stuff, especially for a comedy, which we don't see that often these days with complete character arcs. And I just have to add, though, that as a comedy, it's not the constant laugh-out-loud, slow-burn comedy where mm-hmm. there's just a lot of little things that build up and repeat and repeat and get funnier every time. Yeah, sort not of a like screwball. Sort of like plane trains and automobiles. Yeah, it's that's, not a screwball. That's not a bad com- um, comparison. It's like, we'll keep coming back to this, mm-hmm. but it's not a bad comparison for this yeah. film. What was your least favorite aspect of the movie? I have to think on that, actually. How about you go first? Uh, my, my least favorite part of it, probably that some of the uh, locations they ended up were a little out there. Like, it didn't feel like they were going in a straight line sometimes. It felt like they were going too far off the beaten path and back around again. Unlike plane trains and automobiles where it was a straight line all the way through and things just happened. This one kind of felt like they were going a bit out of their way sometimes to find new locations. Not that they were bad or anything, but it just kind of uh, took me out a little bit. But I found that that kind of added to like the chaos of the film that you Mm -hmm. weren't sure exactly. It's like every setback is them getting pushed pushed out of the way to out of the way places instead of a straight line. A little bit. And every setback is made because of FBI or the, the mobsters or somebody making a mistake if nobody got involved and just waited at the yep. finish line this movie would have been one and done mm-hmm. the fbi and the mobsters could have just fought it out basically everything they did to end up uh, benefiting nobody except themselves in the end that's it um so going back to me mm-hmm. as a low point i thought maybe the movie could have been a little bit tighter because mm-hmm. the two hours and six minutes well it is kind of a fast-paced film Mm-hmm. It was starting to drag at some parts in the middle, but it might have been just a lot of the similarities of the uh, the mm-hmm. backgrounds, like the like like you said, the other way places are very much rural yeah. countryside, mm-hmm. and yeah, it felt like there could have been like one less offshoot off the main path, mm-hmm. like one one less uh, tangent. That's about what I. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I see the necessity of that because it was they were all character building moments, so I could see how it'd be hard to figure. It all out. comes together at the end. But I don't, really don't have a lot to dislike on this movie. Mm, so High Point is just well-acted movie. Well-directed, too. Well-directed. Uh, great soundtrack for this type of movie. Oh, very good. It's like, but once it go back to that chemistry between Charles Grodin and Robert De Niro. It's yeah, like, that's, that's the best part of the movie. That is the best part of the movie. They really work off each other incredibly well. And yeah, it, and they, like uh, I said, it's, neither of them are... Are wacky. Neither of them are, are being like funny for funny sakes. It was all mm. naturally arising from the moment. Mm. Like for instance, there's a. Well, we'll I'll bring up a scene that's kind of a weird scene that mm. really shows this is that after a big fight, after betrayal, after betrayal, and it's like first Robert De Niro says, "I'll let you. I promise to let you go." Immediately arrest them, and then and then Charles Grodin tries to leave him behind after they just had a bonding moment, mm-hmm. and they have him handcuffed and on a, on a train, and he mm. goes, "I'm not going to speak to you for the rest of the trip." And so you just had to cut to Charles Grodin sitting there talking to to uh, Robert mm-hmm. De Niro and, and just doing all his replies, and then finally just looking at him and what with what I had found out was actually a uh, mm-hmm. an improvised line. Looks at him and goes, "So uh, you ever have sex with an animal?" There's uh, some of those uh, chickens back at that Indian reservation were uh, quite some locusts. And yeah. then they just cut to Robert De Niro sitting there trying not to break out laughing, and he. Yeah. Trade off improvising the line right there, like yeah, there were a couple of chickens, and then they both yeah. start cracking up. Yeah, it was a good, uh, a good performance. Yeah, it was good a nice lines. Character moment. There's a lot of nice little character moments. Hmm. But my favorite line is probably the last one of the movie. Guess I'm walking. Yeah. <laughs> like even that, like to go back to that ending. So you, most endings is like okay, yeah, they go off in the sunset, whatever. Mm-hmm. So the whole point of the movie was he wanted his goal was to get him to Los Angeles yep. before midnight. Mm-hmm. He gets him there. The bail bondsman kept trying to screw him over the entire trip. 
mm-hmm. which also set him back several times. Yep. So he got him to to he got him to Los Angeles, calls him and just goes, "Yeah, here we're here at the mm-hmm. airport." And uh, screw you, buddy. I'm letting him walk free. Have a good day. <laughs> and then he just hangs, hangs up on him. And then they have this really emotional character moment mm-hmm. between the two of them as Charles Grodin just kind of vanishes into the ether. He turns his back and he's gone. Mm-hmm. Not before giving him... Uh... Giving, him a, giving him a ton of money. That, that's a gift. Yeah. Because as, as we need to point out, Robert Nero plays a bounty hunter who is mm-hmm. a, who you can't corrupt, who doesn't will not take any paybacks due to his big overarching backstory that I don't really want to spoil too much of. No. We just spoiled the ending, but still. We, we spoiled the ending, but not real. <laughs> but like I said, it's like honestly, the main story beats aren't what matter in this film. It's no. the performance. It's the, the characters. The entire story arc and the uh, character arcs are very enjoyable, very very clever, very well written. Everything comes together in the end. So best line is like we kind of have come to an agreement, mm-hmm. mostly because it's it's such a great buildup of a line. Mm-hmm. Because the whole movie is about moving and traveling, and the very last one is now he's walking. Oh no, I was gonna go for <laughs> Marvin. Look. <laughs> well, that was about five times in the movie. Yeah, but each one is a buildup. The first one is when you were introduced to this. This I'm gonna call him evil, the antagonist bounty hunter. He's the dumb. At the beginning of the film, he falls. (laughs) He he go. Robert De Niro just to get his first perf goes. Marvin, look! Punches him in the face, walks away, steals his car. Mm -hmm. Second time he sees him, Marvin, look! Punches him in the face, steals his car. Mm -hmm. And he falls for it that time. Third time, Marvin, look! Punches him in the face, handcuffs him to his car. Fourth time he says it. I'm not looking. And it turned out to be the one time he should have looked. (laughs) Yeah, because he almost gets shot. Like I said, everything uh, everything builds up in the movie. It's it's very well structured. And there's even a nice little run early on where it's like he's trying to get him onto a plane, and he's like, "No, I'm claustrophobia, and I'm afraid of flying, and this mm-hmm. and that and that." And Robert De Niro just looks at him and goes, "Yeah, if you don't shut up soon, you'll be fistophobic." There's some good lines in the movie. After all that, what would you give the score? I generally think I would probably give this movie a, like a five. It's like I'm I'm having a hard time saying like it's a four, but because it's more like a four point five in my because like I said there's that little bit of hmm. predictability to the plot, and there's that little bit of like I said it needed to be tightened a little. A little scotch maybe, but it's not a whole lot I, I would change. I can't go down to a straight four because it's the performances just so good in this film. Mm-hmm. Movie was so very yeah, enjoyable. I give this movie a five. It's just a really fun movie. I can see why it's kind of a cult classic in ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of the few times early on in his career where Robert De Niro got to be funny. Well, this wasn't early in his career at this point. This was 1988. Yeah, but this is in the run where he's doing a bunch of Scorsese films. He just came off Raging Bull, award nominations, winnings, stuff like that, Taxi mm-hmm. Driver. You know, it's like this is his big run of films mm-hmm. that really, like, he just came off The Untouchables. Like, really. It's like, this is serious Robert De Niro, Bobby De Niro that we know and not the funny, mm-hmm. uh, dirty grandpa that kids nowadays know him as. Oh, that's true. Yes, for me, I would give it. I would give it the same thing. Five out of five. It's um, exactly what I look for in these types of movies, and it was oh, wait. very enjoyable all the way through. Let's see if this will knock down your your score, Judy. It's what? Danny Elfman scored. I actually thought his score was really good. It was probably one of the best scores we've listened to on this on this whole uh, podcast because it was very engaging, very thematically resonant, and it was very catchy at the same time. Every yeah. part of it. I thought it was probably his best, probably one of his best scores, I think. I just thought of that other little thing that I, that I kept laughing at the whole entire, him stealing the FBI agent's uh, ID, making a fake ID, and then everywhere he goes, it's like, hey, I'm uh, FBI, Al- Alonzo Mosley, and then every time they, they follow him, it's like, hey, there was just an FBI agent yeah. here named <laughs> Mosley, related? How and many the of- look he gives every <laughs> time, huh, I think he probably stole your ID. How many FBI agents are, are named Mosley after all? Apparently only one. So yeah, you heard us. This movie is a great movie. Go out, check it out. Definitely go seek this one out. It's very well worth your time. 
And with that, that's actually going to be our last summer special episode. Yep, and we'll return in, uh, well, let's say about two weeks while we build up a nice little backlog before we get started with the season proper. And the season three. Season three, the official start of the Cannon Cruiser season three. Yep. That one should be very exciting because we're going to be looking at the very first one, um, Delta Force, starring Chuck Norris and Lee Marvin. Very great movie. I enjoyed that one a lot. Yeah, and then, because I can tell you straight out of the gate, because this is not one we're going to have trouble finding, after Delta Force we have one I've been looking forward to re-watching again, mm -hmm. The Highlander. Oh, yeah. Like, like this season we have a lot of bangers, so uh, mm -hmm. we hope you stay tuned. This has been yet another exciting edition of the non-canonical Sorry, the non-canonical adventures of J.D. and Randy, uh, in which we talked about Midnight Run, 1988. Yes, and we will see you next time when we're back for our normal episodes. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye and farewell. From the director of Beverly Hills Cop. What is your plan? You guys look like you do a lot of traveling. Yeah. Midnight Run.